0: Well, good morning and glory to God. It's podcast day. Pastor Rich here with you live here in Palm Coast, Florida. The weather's beautiful. I don't know where you're listening from today, but. I'm sure, maybe not. Some of you really like the cold weather and the snow, but I'm, I'm sure a lot of you wish you were here with me in sunny Florida. Anyhow, let's open up and pray. Let me pray for you, pray over you, break some things off of you, and then we'll get started today. Amen. Well, Lord, I thank you now, and I pray now for the anointing, Lord. Not only did hear to listen to receive for impartation today, but I pray, Lord, for the anointing. Uh, to break off all this worldliness, these things that are going on above us and the airwaves, Lord. I just pray now, Lord, for protection. I pray our our ears would be turned off to all these uh, demonic uh, influence, all uh, the stuff that Satan's uh, going back and forth, to and fro with, and these channels above our very head, uh, Lord, I just pray for protection. I pray for safety now. And Lord, I pray our ears would be open to heaven, that we would only hear what our Father has to say, that we would be, be led by the Holy Spirit of the living God. In Jesus' mighty name. And I thank you, Lord, uh, for just a, a mental reset. I thank you, Lord, for a sound-mindedness uh, just like you told us, you've not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So I thank you, Lord, uh, for a mental uh, reset. I thank you, Lord, that we'd be mentally pure, uh, mentally sound, mentally strong. And I pray our thoughts would line up with the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. Uh, amen. Well, I'll tell you this before we go any further. Just shake off the day, now, not not, meaning today. I know it's still early, but just shake off the hour in which we're living. Uh, just, Just make a choice. Just get free. Uh, Just go ahead and get free from the thoughts of the world, the ideas of the world, the system, the news of the world, and and just plug in here for a few minutes. And let me sharpen you up a little bit. Let me help you today uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, once again, it's good to be with you. I love these Tuesday mornings. Hopefully, we'll grow in the future to another day or a couple more days. Uh, together, and I'll also be uh, a guest on Get Up With God with my uh, son Dylan uh, Maveridge here pretty soon, so I'll let you know the dates for that. You can tune into that uh, as well. He does a show daily, uh, Get Up With God, and that's, um, I, I don't know what channels, but I know there's a podcast. It's on Facebook as well, live every day, uh, but you can look on his Facebook uh, channel, Dylan Maveridge, and see uh, all the different ways you can watch and listen to that as well. Amen. Uh, well, we're, we're getting ready to, to step into 2022. Uh, are you kidding me, right? It just seems like the days are getting faster and faster, which is fine with me because uh, I'm ready to get out of here anyway. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to leave you all. I want us all to get out of here, amen, uh, including my family and the, the loved ones and my you know church family. Uh, however, it just seems like as the day gets darker, as the time gets closer to the end, it seems like the day gets faster. So I wish I had my wife here today. Maybe she could enlighten us concerning uh, time. You know, uh, towards the end time that uh, time speeds up and how that works on the uh, uh, heavenly clock or the so you know spiritual timeline or so on and so forth. But anyhow, I want to get right into this. Uh, my my position or my calling uh, from God to the body of Christ is not to tell you how to feel good and not to tell you're going to feel great and everything's going to be great. I'm a truth bearer. I'm a Bible guy. I'm a truth bearer. Uh, you know, I'm an end time warrior. I'm an earth warrior uh, and, and you should be too. You know, I'm a product of great men and women before me. I'm a product of the local church. I'm a prog- product of uh, good leaders, good pastors, uh, so on and so forth. And, and in saying so, that means I'm a Bible guy. toe the line concerning sound doctrine. And and we can't get out of bounds concerning sound doctrine. I've been preaching and teaching out of Proverbs, uh, where the Bible is very clear that in these last days we cannot move, uh, remove the ancient landmarks of our fathers. And that really let's remove the father thing for a second. Let me re, uh, you know, let's let me quote it to you from the Richard Summerlin, uh, you know, version for a moment. What it's referring to is we have statutes that God has set. We have laws that govern us as believers. Now, these laws aren't bad. So I know when the body of Christ hears laws, they immediately default to rules. And because we have that rebellious streak in our soul, we get mad at the word rules. So a rule isn't bad. You know, a rule or a law, they're not bad. They're just telling us the parameters of the game or or the the boundaries of the game. That's all it's doing. So if, if you're a rule breaker and you don't like the word rules, that's because you're rebellious. And rebellion is not a godly attribute. So if you just say, well, I'm rebellious, well, that's ungodly. That's ungodliness. So you better get back into the the boundaries or the rules or the laws or the parameters which God has set for us as his children. So now uh, removing the ancient landmarks of our fathers. Well, this is the, the landmarks that God has established through those before us and, and within these markers or within these boundaries, there's safety and there's protection. And if you begin to remove them or if you begin to stretch them uh, or, or try to grow them or shrink them, uh, you're messing with what God has intended uh, for us, you know, the area that God intended for us to live in uh, and, and where there is actual safety, protection within these boundaries. So a lot of preachers, a lot of, and I say, I've got to say, quote unquote, Because a lot of self-proclaimed, self-appointed preachers, pastors, five-fold officers, not God-appointed, not God-ordained. I've been talking about this uh, for 15, 16, 17, for years now. And I've been teaching and been preparing you and been warning you the day's going to come. There's going to be a fake church that shows up. There's going to be false prophets, false pastors uh, that show up. And they're showing up uh, for one thing, and, and that's to deceive the elect of God. And that's to, they're, they're on assignment of, from Satan. And I've been telling you, there's a lot of us. I've been warning you, warning you. I think in the beginning, a lot of you thought I was a little fruity. But now I think as we get closer to the end and as Satan is becoming more apparent in our everyday life and out of the closet, uh, I think a lot of you now are thinking, well, maybe there's something to what Pastor Summerlin's been saying. Well, it's real clear. There's a, a group of people, self-appointed, self-proclaimed, uh, you know, self-structured, They went online, they got a degree, they went online, they got a you know something to hang on their wall, a plaque, they got a, a little paper, they got a little card in their wallet, and they think that that, that that is a God calling. No, that's you calling you out of emotions or feelings. And usually the emotion and feeling you called yourself, Uh, uh, you know, in from was the emotion or feeling of hurt. Yeah. There's a lot of pastors that started churches and there's once again, you got to say so-called or quote unquote, because they're not God ordained, but they started a church out of hurt uh, or out of offense and they're going to show everybody. So you hurt me. You offended me. I'm going to take a handful of your people. I'm going to take find some other hurt, offended people. Well, let me just help you. Yeah, there's sometimes you have a reason to be hurt. People can hurt people. I understand that. But I'm talking about in church, a lot of times when people get hurt in church or offended, it's a sign of immaturity. Then an immature person, when they're corrected, they can do one of two things. They can swallow their pride, take the correction, and grow, or uh, they can misconstrue what really happened and say they attacked me, they violated me, they hurt me. I'm going to choose offense, and now I'm going to leave them, and I'm going to show them. That's not that's not godliness. That's not a uh, you know a fruit of the spirit. That's not a fruit of God. That's not you know a gift of the spirit. That's, that's nothing heavenly. That's demonic. That's decept- deceptive. It's evil. And Now, you say, well, what if I was truly hurt? Okay, if you were truly hurt, uh, you go find a good group of people God called, God ordained people, and they'll help you heal. But that's usually not what happens. Usually now a church has started out of of offense and out of arrogance, out of pride, and they're going to show everybody. They're going to teach that pastor a lesson, and they're going to show everybody they were right, the pastor was wrong. Well, the problem with that is that's not God said or God ordained. So we have a group of those people. Uh, we have a group, uh, another group of self-ordained uh, people, leaders, so-called ministry, you know, heads uh, that want to be famous, that want to choose a profession, that want to be rich, that want to have notoriety, so on and so forth. But the true man, woman of God, they're truth bearers, they're Bible bearers. They're not worried about uh, numbers. Like I got pastors. I I've, when you're. Uh, it, you know biblically incorrect or when you're i just call you like a, a fruitcake or something i don't know but like when a pastor calls you and says how many are you running that's an immediate sign or how many is that pastor running what are they running now that's an immediate sign that that they're not called by god they're not in it uh, for a god reason no no th- that's a profession and when you choose god quote unquote as a profession uh, you now got to pull in, you know, the elements of a professional, uh, worldly person, and that is growth, 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 growth. Well, the kingdom growth is not numbers. Yeah, you should be added to. There should be uh, numbers, so on and so forth. But the number one way to see kingdom growth, or if God's in it or not, is the word discipleship, and that's the word maturity, spiritual maturity. So you don't judge a church by number growth, but by spiritual maturity. If you got uh you know, like Gideon, You know, he started out with thousands, and God said, no, no, Gideon, if you do it with all those people, uh, they'll look to you and say, Gideon did this. And they got down to 300. They kept dwindling it down, dwindling to where it was an impossible feat, and then God so calm with that. Now, I know the scripture, a lot of preachers uh, kind of, uh, you know, misquote is in in Acts, and the church was added to daily. And I don't, hey, I think your church should be added to daily. That would be a wonderful thing. It's not prophetically correct in the hour we live. The Bible now, you know, prophetic, uh, the Bible Bible prophecies are telling us now there's gonna be a falling away, which we've been into for years now, maybe a decade. But until Jesus comes, there'll be a falling away. I know a lot of people have this idea there's gonna be this, uh, you know, millions and billions of, or or millions upon millions of uh, revival at the end, and everybody's gonna come into the kingdom of God. Well, that's not biblical either. So uh, back to my point, was I've been teaching, preaching, warning you about false prophets. I've been teaching, preaching, warning you about false preachers, false churches. And for some reason, I don't know why God's people flock to the false thing. I, I know, I say that like I, I, I get it, but I don't get it. I do get it because there's a lot of soulful or, or carnal Christians and they're hungry for the soulful thing. Now when I say the soulful thing, I mean the the worldly, the soulful appetite. Like when they hear, I can have God, I can go to heaven, I can still have my wine, I can still have my beer, I can still have my you know my hard liquor drink as long as it's in you know within taste or moderation, and I can have and I can have my sin, and I can have my rated R, and I can have my pornography, and I can have you know my girlfriend, and uh, well, that's like church light, or or biblically, hopefully I'll get into the Nicolaitan uh, uh, church, uh, which was about like we're talking about right now. Uh, or the placebo church, uh, which is the dirty church, and that's what we're seeing now. No, God was very clear to the body of Christ, and he said, come out from among them, be ye separate, touch not the unclean thing, and then I will be your God. Well, I'm here to tell you it's time to come out from among them and be ye separate. That's the hour in which we live. That's the, the, the message of the day. I mean, we can teach you faith, and we're going to keep teaching faith, we're going to keep teaching holiness. We're going to keep teaching the Holy Spirit. We're going to keep teaching all these biblical truths. However, they all have to tie to now it's time to clean yourself. That We're getting to, to, to an urgency uh, or to a, a point in time where it's so close to the hour in which Jesus is coming back. We don't have time uh, to stroke you. We don't have time to you know walk you through the slow process. It's like now it's sped up. Uh, and, and we've got to tell you, shut up, listen, clean up, and let's go. And, and we can't be sitting around explaining to you why, or, or, or why we're rough, or why there's such an urgency. There's an urgency because we want you to get into heaven in the rapture. Glory to God. Someone say amen. Well, let me look at this real quick with you. In Revelations 2.6, I'm talking about the Nicolaitan church. It says, but this thou hast... Uh, that thou hast uh, the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Well, I'll go a little further here to help you, uh, because I'll give you a list of what what they did, uh, and then in Revelation two fifteen. Uh, so thou hast, uh, uh so hast thou also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. Once again, we see the, another problem with the Nicolaitan church. Now. Uh, what was the problem with the Nicolaitan Church? Uh, the Nicolaitan Church was taught an impure doctrine, uh, followed impure practices. Uh, they had community wives, sexual sins, uh, meeting uh, eating meats offered to idols. Um, they mixed several pa- pagan rites with Christian ceremonies. So this was a placebo. This was a uh, you know the reason for me as I look at this. Why would a church do this? Well, the only answer really is either they're led by Satan or uh, they, they re, re resort to uh, a profession and now want to grow. So in order to grow, they see all these sinners, once saved, half saved, barely saved, soulful, carnal. Well, how are we going to reach them? Well, I've taught you this through the years as well. The way you reach someone is what you're going to have to do to keep someone. So if we bend the scripture or move the ancient landmark just for a moment to open the door or make the door uh, you know, wider to get more people in, well, as soon as we close that gap, the people are going to leave because they came uh, in, in, a, uh, in a, a moment that we fabricated something for them. So when we change and switch to the truth, they're going to leave anyhow because they didn't come for the truth. They came for the fabrication of the truth. Come on now, preaching pretty good. So uh, this Nicolaitan church, uh, they got to a point where they were mixing worldliness with godliness. And and they began, I guess we could call it reductionism. So they were reducing the word of God, taking the power or or the the might, the ability of the word of God and reduced it to where it was palatable for all. Now, the word of God is palatable, palatable for all. But it's palatable to those who recognize uh, they have an issue without God. Uh, For those to recognize that they're lost without God. So that's very palatable. But if you think that you don't have a problem, you don't need God, you can make heaven, you can do whatever you want without God, or you don't want God, then sure it's not palatable for you. It's a mouthful. It'll choke you. But I'm talking about in this case, and Jesus said, I don't want nothing to do with it. Uh, let's, can I go a little further with you? Let's go to the uh, Laodicean church. Uh, Revelations 3, uh, 14 and 15. And unto the angel of the church of Laodicea write, These things saith, Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou uh, were cold or hot, but thou art neither cold nor hot. And uh, we know the rest of it. Uh, Therefore, I I will spew you out of my mouth. Now, I want to ask you this. This is kind of where I want to get today. As a believer, if you're listening to my show, you're probably a pretty hot believer or or should be beyond lukewarmness. You should be beyond lukewarmness. If if you're just beyond lukewarmness, like warm hot or warm medium hot, you're you're beyond lukewarmness, I hope. But I want you to just think about your life. If you're hot, uh, if you're like hot for God. Uh, let's just look at a a naturally hot, let's say I give you a red hot pan, obviously you have to have some kind of asbestos glove to hold it. But if you take a red hot pan and if we could just illuminate it or keep it hot everywhere you went, there would be an an effect, let's just call it a, a, a God effect or a heavenly effect everywhere you went. You go to pump gas, you got this hot Pen in your hand, people are looking. They're backing away from you. They're coming to you to see. Uh, you you got to be careful what you touch, or who touches you. If someone touches you wrongly, they get burned. If someone touches you uh, correctly, they get on fire. You know, are you that person? Are are you lukewarm to where people really don't know who you are? You know, if you really think about that, uh, that lukewarm, uh, lukewarmness that, that really is a, a state of confusion. Because you don't know who you are. You don't know if you side with hot or cold. That's like, let's say you get a lukewarm uh, a, a soup. All right. There is, it are some soups that have been created to be cold. I think it's called gazpacho. I don't remember the, the right, if that's wrong, I'm sorry. But uh, However, that's a soup to be eaten cold. And then you have, from what I, you know, soups I like, I like chowders, I like bisques, I like, I usually like hearty, thick soups. Those should be served piping hot. So if you got a a soup, let's just say it's cold out, uh, you know, it's gloomy out, and you got a little chill to your bone, and and someone's going to make you a a really good uh, chicken noodle soup. And we bring the chicken noodle soup to you, what are you expecting? Let's just say you're sitting on, let me help you a little further. You're sitting on a couch, uh, you got a blanket wrapped around you, it's wintertime, and you just got that nip in your body, that cold chill. Now, you're not sick, but you got the cold chill. Now, so I'm going to make you a hot, uh, you know, you're expecting a hot smoke coming off it, you got to slurp it, you got to blow it before you can eat it because that's how it should be served. But let's just say it shows up and it's neither hot nor cold. So now that it's just in a confused state. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I fit. Now let's look at, come on now, I'm preaching pretty good. Now let's look at a believer. All right? a, a believer should be sold out uh, to God through Jesus Christ. When you, when you say yes to Jesus, you now start, start in on a word called discipleship, and you ought to be going the way of the kingdom of God. You ought to be getting sharper and sharper, hotter and ho- hotter day by day. You don't just choose something and then walk away with that choice and go live your life. You choose something, and in that choice, uh, you get stronger and stronger in the way of the thing you chose. But let's get back to a Christian now. All right, you get born again. You're supposed to be getting hotter and hotter. The fire's supposed, to, the flames supposed to be turned up. You're supposed to get around preachers, teachers, fivefold gifts that have a flame, and in that flame. Uh, they're, ter- they're turning the heat up. You get involved, you get hotter for God. But if you're just one of them Christians where you're like, I'm not sure if I fit in the world, I don't know where I want to be. It's not, I'm not sure. It's the, the, the right verbiage here or sense would be, I'm not sure who I want to be yet. Or we say it like this, I'm not sure whose I want to be yet. So the problem's not in, you know, the church. The problem's not in the world. The world's cold for God. And the church should be hot for God, a real God ordained church. And you got to make your choice. Do you want to leave the cold world in order to get hot for God? Or do you think you're going to live, you know, sit on a fence? Ancient Richard Summerlin proverb He who sits on fence long enough gets sore crotch. So there's a lot of lukewarm, sore crotch Christians and God said, I want nothing to do with you. You know, God's not the author of confusion, He's the author of absolute. So if you're confused, uh, you're either wrong around a, an incorrect preacher, incorrect church, incorrect you know so-called believers, but if you get around someone like me, and there's a lot of us in this in the world in the land today, if you get around someone like me or Pastor Kim, uh, we're going to draw a very clear line, very hard line for you. Not hard to get over, but it's just going to be very. You're going to have to be really, really blind or confused not to see the line that we draw for you, and the line is to get on the hot side or to get on the cold side. It's funny how God said, I, I have more respect for you making a choice to be cold than I do you trying to live in the middle. And I've talked, maybe, I don't know, since six, seven weeks ago, uh, we started talking about this. One of the most, uh, uh, the greatest dangers to the church is a, a lukewarm Christian or a 50-50 Christian Uh that's very dangerous because they have all the elements of Christianity. They know how to fit in, they know how to be a part of us, but they still have this ungodly demonic element too that they pervert or pollute, you know, the the, the sanctuary, the household of faith. Come on and preach them pretty good. Uh, are you still here? Say amen or something wherever you're listening from, or shout hallelujah. This isn't a doom and gloom message. This is a sharpening you. This is a preparing you for the final trumpet blow when Jesus, our Messiah, Yeshua, will stand on the clouds and call us back, and those who belong to him will leave this earth. And they'll, you know, I guess you know, uh, gravity will not have an effect on us that day, or the pull of heaven will be greater than gravity, but we'll leave wherever we're at, and we'll meet him in heavenly places. That's what I'm trying to prepare you for. I'm trying to prepare you for with the same thing Jesus did throughout the New Testament, talking about in end times. There're going to be false preachers, false teachers and end times, even that my very, the, the elect of heaven will be deceived, there'll be you know, wolves in sheep clothing, uh, so on and so forth. I'm just preparing you uh, this thing that Jesus prophesied, taught about, and the disciples then picked up where he left off and began to, begin to teach and preach. That has now, has now been sped up and, and has grown to the place now where it's extremely apparent. Unless your eyes have been blind or your mind, Satan's blinded the minds of the non-believer. So if you fall in that category, then I guess uh, that's where you're at. Come on and preach them pretty good. Did I tell you, I think I talked about this a little bit Sunday, but there's pastoral epistles that were written to pastors written for the church and we find that in Second Timothy, where it lists, in Second Timothy uh, 3 and 4, there's 31 uh, sins that uh, Paul told Timothy and Titus, uh, there's going to be 31 sins in the church, and you're going to have to deal with these sinners that carry this sin within the church and warn them. Uh, Paul was warning t- Timothy and Titus and told Timothy and Titus, these young pastors, get ready. You're going to have to deal with it. It's going to come into the body of Christ. Now, you go look it up for yourself. 2 Timothy 3 and 2 Timothy uh, 4, uh, list, uh, a list of 31 sins that were t- t- dealing with the church now. So it's time to become clean. I like this, and I'll end with this. Now, there's another church the Bible talks about. And it talks about dirty garments, and I just want to tell you this. I want to give you this picture real quickly, and then we'll go ahead and end here. We'll pick up next week with on the same thought. If you got a clean garment, let's say you're a bride, and a bride should be adorned in white, showing her purity and her holiness, and she waited and so on and so forth for her bride groom. So let's just say you show up to the wedding. And your your outfit is soiled, like you got some mud on it. You got some dark mud, some brown mud. You got some, you know, you spilled some some other stuff on it. Uh, and you show up, and it looks like your 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 outfit or your your garment uh, had been, you know, you dragged down the road behind a car through puddles. And you just show up undone, and that's the idea. And and every time you 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 sin. Now, you say, well, I can't sin anymore. Well, sin should get further and further away from you as a hot believer. And, and the myth or the mistruth or the perverted teaching that we're sinners and we sin every day, that's incorrect. You should not sin every day. You should not be a sinner saved by grace. Yes, you were a sinner. Yes, you were saved by grace. But now you come out from among that lifestyle and you're a sinner no more. You're a person of grace or a person of God. So when sin does appear to that person, grace does prevail. But uh, let's just say you're a, a God person now. You've got holy garments on, white garments. And you think uh, that you know you can sin and no one knows. No, every time you sin, we see your garments. They're stained. They're soiled is a better word. And every time you sin, so you're just, let's just say you take a handful of mud and every time you sin, just smear a little bit on your garments. That's not how we want to meet Jesus. We won't meet Jesus clean. We want to walk with God. We're not going to meet him dirty. The Bible is real clear that those who have white garments will walk with him according to Revelation. John told us in the book of Revelation. So you're not going to walk with God with dirty garments. It's time to get clean now. Amen. It's time to leave the world. It's time to change our appetites. It's time to form new appetites. And our appetites Uh, She'd be formed from uh, uh, out of the table or on the table of heaven, the kingdom of God. We should be hungry for the things of God. We should desire the things of God at this point. Wow. Uh, Time surely flies on these podcasts and when we're together. Uh, Let me tell you, our new monthly magazine is in Richard Summerlin Ministries. Our January-February edition is in and available. If you want one, you can contact the office uh, here at uh, New Way Church. And we'll get one to you. I put in there uh, 2022 uh, prediction prophecy that the Lord showed me in prayer uh, You know what we can kind of look forward to. Not everything. I'm not a you know, self-proclaimed prophet. But, but through the gift of prophecy, uh, through the gifts rather, uh, out of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, the Lord has spoken to me in prayer. And I've put things down that we can see and that we can work for or work toward in 2022. So make sure you get this magazine. We also got some great authors in here. My wife's in here. Uh, She has so much knowledge. Uh, We also have a friend of mine, Pastor Christopher McMichaels. Uh, We have uh, Nikki Deaton, Eric Deaton, uh, Dylan Maverick, my son's in here. Uh, He has an article. One of our elders, Dwayne Mansell. Uh, So please... Uh, get, get a hold of these magazines, partner with Richard Summerlin Ministries, share this podcast, call some people, tell them to listen to it. Amen. Uh, we have so many other things. We have actually a new uh, thumb drive that will be available, I believe, starting Sunday morning. Uh, with new material, new information, uh, new preaching, teaching, rather. So you can get these thumb drives, plug them in. They have hours upon hours of teaching. You put them in your car, your computer, and on it goes. Well, God bless you. I hope these podcasts are helping you. As I say every week, uh, call me, reach out, let me know how they're impacting your life. And we love you. We're believing that 2022 is going to be a year to talk about. And and for the elect of God or for those who are hot for God, we're going to have good things to talk about And those who are lukewarm or cold, uh, they're not going to have such a good thing to talk about. But talk we shall. So God bless you. Until next time, I love you.